Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 43 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Now, topics like setting fitness goals from a place of love, daily habits for balance, avoiding extremes, all of those sound familiar if you've been a part of my tribe for a while now, but I'm super excited to really dive deep into each one and bring you some new insights across the board today. I know personally that each of those topics can be super tricky because there's no one right way to achieve balance or to love yourself. And as a type A individual myself, that can be super frustrating. I totally get it. But one thing that always helps is to hear from other women who have mastered those things. They have done it for themselves and hearing how they did it. So today I brought on one of your favorite Aussies and lawyer turned health coach, Georgie Stevenson. We're unpacking how she went from low energy, unhappy, and increasingly self-conscious to feeling not only the healthiest she has ever been, but also the happiest, strongest, and fittest. Georgie has made it her personal mission to save other women the time and trial of mistakes that she made on her own journey. And she is all about health without the obsession, which you know I'm 100% on board with. So today you'll hear all sorts of amazing insights from her, like how she balanced her hormones, how she transitioned to eating intuitively, how she healed her body image, and her advice for anyone starting out or feeling stuck in their own health and fitness journeys. I know that you're absolutely going to love this one and you're just going to fall in love with George because she is awesome. But before we dive in, let's do the review of the week. This one comes from Danielle Patrick, and she says, one thing I'm hugely grateful for, dot, 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 five stars. And her review reads, as Marie always asks her guests, one thing that I am currently grateful for is for finding this podcast. I have a newfound appreciation and understanding for self-love and care, and this podcast hits the important pieces from all angles. Thank you, Marie, and guests for all the inspiring words and life advice. Danielle, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to leave us a glowing review. My team and I are grateful for you. And I just had to pick you for the review of the week because you obviously listen all the way through to the very end of each episode. And that is super appreciated. It's honestly so cool to know that we get to hang out together for an hour every single week. And so as a little token of our gratitude, I would love to send you a limited edition Grindy Be Grateful t-shirt. So please go ahead and DM the show on Instagram, which is at Grindy Be Grateful podcast. Send us over your address and preferred size. And my team and I will get that sent out to you. If you're listening right now and you're not Danielle, you can get entered to win your own Grind to Be Grateful limited edition t-shirt by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It doesn't take more than a minute, but it means the absolute world to not just me, but everyone working on this show behind the scenes. We love creating new powerful episodes for you each week, so it's always awesome to get your feedback and hear from our listeners. You can leave us a rating and review by opening up the show's page on the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone or on the iTunes um, app on your computer. Just find the rating and review section and submit your own. Thank you in advance for taking a second to do that. This episode is brought to you by my all-time favorite supplement brand, PE Science. PE Science is always leading the industry with science-backed ingredients, amazing quality, and great taste. So if you're looking to level up your health and fitness regimen, I definitely recommend grabbing their True Multi and Omega-3 Combo Pack, which is like a multivitamin and Omega-3 Combo, which is so, so great for supporting your overall health, as well as their Symbiont GI Digestive Blend. Those three together are 
are like powerhouses for overall wellness, energy, skin and gut health, bloating, and more. You can get all PE Science products for 15% off when you use code Marie on PEScience.com. Oh, and by the way, they always throw in tons of free samples. I always get tagged in y'all's Instagram stories with your surprise and delight over how many samples you get in every order. So that's awesome. So if you want to check out those products and everything else that PE Science has to offer, head on over to PEScience.com. That's P-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E.com and use discount code Marie to save you 15%. Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, Georgie, thank you so much for coming on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm super excited to have you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited as well. Yeah, this is going to be such a good chat. And I'm just really looking forward to on a personal level, like I know that we have a lot in common. And then on a like content listener level, I know that you have a lot of value to bring them. And as far as us walking similar paths, we've done a lot with like overtraining, under eating, hormonal health journeys. And that has led us both to really preaching like health without obsession or extremes. And I feel like you have a lot to share and that's gotten me super excited for our chat today. But before we dive in, I want to just do one like fast question. What are the three hardest health and fitness lessons that you have had to learn so far? Okay, let's get straight into it. Um, And yes, I could not agree more. I resonate with your content so much. Okay, so uh, all right. This is actually quite easy for me because (laughs) I feel like I've already been through the hard stuff and learned the lessons. So Mm -hmm. probably the biggest one is realizing that more isn't always better. So previously I always thought, you know, less food and more exercise, doing more was always better and it always meant, you know, more fat loss and that sort of side of things. So that was a big learning curve that I had to learn and I learned it the hard way, (laughs) much like you. Another big one was realizing that like fat loss doesn't always equal healthy and happy. That was a big learning curve too. And probably the last one, realizing that you need to do the inner work before you do or at the same time that you do the outer work because otherwise you will just revert back if you don't do the inner work. Mm, Yeah, those are so good. And I'm excited to dive into them more and just kind of elaborate on them because they're all so, so important. But for our listeners who are meeting you for the first time, can you give us an overview of your journey, especially with health and fitness and just in general, what's like made you the human that you are today? Sure thing. So my name is Georgie Stevenson. I am from Brisbane, Australia. And so my health journey, I basically, I grew up a normal kid. I was really active and healthy. My mom is actually super health conscious. So we were lucky in the regards of we grew up eating all the right things already. And mom always made, you know, healthy treats and all that sort of thing. And then kind of like any teenage girl, I turned 18. I left high school and went to university and started my law degree. And I just went through this phase, like in Australia, we can start drinking at 18. So I went through this phase of like going out with my friends and drinking, eating whatever I wanted and, you know, just kind of like a normal stage. I know you guys kind of have college and Mm -hmm. so (laughs) did that and it was about two years into my law degree and I woke up one day and I just felt so uncomfortable in my own skin and I was the heaviest I have ever weighed. I was around 10 kilos heavier than my previous weight and I just felt sluggish I felt crappy and I realized I also had a lot of lazy habits like I was just sleeping in I was just not caring too much about my health and so that's kind of where my fitness journey began and kind of like any girl I straight away started doing diets and started doing a lot of cardio and that was kind of the direction I went because that's just what was shown in social media Mm -hmm. and I did better 
And then probably three years into my health journey, I actually like, I lost the weight I wanted to and I was looking the way I wanted to. Like on the outside, you would have thought I was like hashtag health (laughs) and I was doing all the right things, but I was actually suffering a lot because I had realized that I had swung from like one extreme to the next. And I was actually, it was actually really unhealthy because I was under eating and overtraining to the point where I was getting this whole host of symptoms, including like adult acne, hormone imbalances, imbalances, digestion issues. I had really bad mood swings and I lost my period too. Mm. So I kind of realized and I had to like step back because I started getting these health issues and I was like, what is happening? Like I'm so, you know, hashtag healthy. Mm. And it was a very confusing time as well because no one, and this was also, I had a social media account at this time. So I was posting a lot on my Instagram and no one was really talking about these issues. So I was sort of experiencing this and just thinking it was really like, what is wrong with me? Like I kind of just had no clue. And finally I saw a naturopath and a PT and they kind of put it together that I was overtraining and under eating because I honestly just didn't even, I couldn't even see that. Like I was so in this tunnel that I just couldn't even see what I was doing to myself. Mm-hmm. And so that happened. And then I went through the whole process of, I, you know, stopped doing cardio. I started strength training and then I started increasing my food. So I was working with professionals. And yeah, so I was working with professionals and basically I had to do a lot of mental work and just improving my relationship with food and my body because I did realize I would constantly go through these cycles of losing weight, putting on weight, losing weight, putting on weight. And it was like, <laughs> it was like roller coaster. And so I had to do a lot of inner work as well as outer work to get myself healthy and That's why, like you said, I really preach this message of health without obsession. And I'm also really into intuitive eating because basically I had to get to the point of my body just hating me and screaming at me, you need to change your lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people like me don't understand what these things, which are normal in social media a lot of the time, how much they can actually affect you mentally and physically. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. Like when I first started out, I just, I wanted to look a certain way and I was like, this is the fastest way to get there. This is what I see other people doing. I had no like education to know that it wasn't a good idea. And I thought more was more. Like I did every like hardest, all those lessons that you had at the beginning. Like I did everything the hard way. I learned everything the hard way. And so now that's why I think both of us are like so passionate about teaching about health without obsession and like teaching people how to have a balanced, sustainable lifestyle because we did the opposite and like saw how much it can negatively impact you and like how hard it is to recover from that. And like you said, when you're in the depths of it, it's really hard to see what you're doing to yourself. Like you're just so committed to your end goal. You're just so like in the Mm -hmm. process that when other people are like, um, I think you're like taking this a little too far. You're like, no, no, no. I'm being healthy. Like you're not being healthy. I am like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine. But like in reality, they probably just had your best interest at heart, but you couldn't see it at the time. Like, did you have a situation like that as well? Um, See, it's funny because I always had comments of people being like, because I would sometimes train like twice a day Mm -hmm. and I thought that was normal. And I would have comments of people saying, oh, you know, like you're a bit crazy and all that sort of stuff. And like you said, I was just so in my tunnel of thinking, oh no, this is healthy. Like (laughs) I'm right, you're wrong. I know what I'm doing. And, but like you said, like the reason why I am so passionate about this is because it had to get to the point of, I remember I was on, you know, a thousand calories and I started putting on weight because I had hormonal issues. And so I started eating like less and I would just like cry all the time because I was so confused of what my body like was doing. And 
no one was talking about it and it was just such this confusing time and so that yeah that's why I'm just so passionate about it because even physically like my body rebounded and then like so now I've realized you don't actually have to go to those extremes to look the way I wanted to. I'm actually now a similar size to what I was previously and I eat twice as much food. I don't do cardio every single day. Like it's achievable to do it a healthy and sustainable way. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's so, I guess, yeah, like you said, it's the easy option or like the option that is most publicized and talked about. So that's why I'm just like, no, <laughs> I've been there. I can't do it again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is. It's really kind of an uphill battle for us to try to spread this message of like, make a lifestyle change, like make this sustainable. This doesn't have to be so extreme because the extremes are like sexy and exciting because people are like, oh, I can lose 10 pounds in a month or like I can drop a pant size in a week or, you know, just all of the promises that are out there for like all of these extreme measures that people take. Like people are addicted to that because they want to believe that there's like a quick way to fix their problem when in reality, it's like a long journey to do it the right way. And that's kind of a harsh reality. It's also really hard, like I couldn't agree more, but it's really hard. I think you will sort of resonate with this in regards to content because like you said, like I feel like content out there, it's not sexy to be like, hey guys, so it's going to take a long time and you've got to work really hard and you've got to be like, you've got to find a sustainable way rather than saying, hey, do you want to lose 10 kilos in six weeks? Like, especially in the influencer sort of word world, I do find it sort of difficult to preach this message and people actually, you know, be involved and like want to take it on. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. Because for example, when I was a competitor, I had like eight pack abs. I was super lean. I looked like a fitness model and like I grew a following really quickly. I got a ton of engagement. Everyone wanted my like butt workouts, my ab workouts and to know what I was eating because that's like shiny and cool and exciting. And then as soon as I started flipping the script, I was like, hey guys, that actually really messed me up. I am like recovering from it. Here's how my lifestyle looks now like it's not as interesting. It's not as cool. It's not as fun. And people don't like to accept the fact that they're going to actually have to change their lifestyle and like who they are and how they behave on a daily basis. Like they want to believe that they can just do something for six weeks and then they'll be good for life. Like then they can just stop trying and everything will stay the way that they, you know, whatever they achieved will just stick yeah. around. Uh-huh. Because that's easier. Like, even though you have to work really hard and stick to an extreme for a few weeks, you like have a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing instead of saying, okay, I'm actually going to have to change things for like the long haul and playing the long game. And I have to kind of become a new person if I want my life to be different. Exactly. You have to actually change your lifestyle and change who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an uphill battle, like I said, and it's difficult to kind of convince people to like come to the dark side (laughs) kind of, but like once they're here, they find so much more freedom and they're like, wow, what was I, what was I doing before? And they realize that they just kept chasing like a rainbow basically of quick fixes without a lot of like effort or commitment on their end. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I couldn't agree more once because I'm a big sort of advocate for intuitive eating. And so I have kind of two camps when I talk about intuitive eating of people being like, yeah, but you know, people want like, give me, just give me exactly what you eat. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, you have to do the work. You have to do it yourself. And then I promise like once you've done that, it does get easier and it feels amazing and you can literally sustain it. And so, yeah, you either have the two sort of camps or people who just like kind of really don't get it and don't sort of want to put in that time and effort. But then you do have the people who, you know, are now doing it and they understand and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I haven't done this sooner sort of thing. So it is really hard. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work. But like you said, it's like upfront, it takes a lot of work. But then once you have the systems and the habits and the lifestyle and the mindset in place, like then you're free and you can kind of like coast, you know, it's not like this constant back and forth struggle of you're on and then you're off and then you're on and then you're off. It's like, no, you take the time to like lay the foundation and then you just get to enjoy that and like 
health and fitness isn't, it's a lifelong thing, but it's not a lifelong struggle if you do it the right way. Oh my God. A hundred percent. I like, I look, I think back and I remember my whole day would consist of literally thinking about the next meal, mm-hmm. looking at calories. Like, I was so engrossed. And now like I, you know, I eat really healthy. I eat when I want to eat, how much I want to eat. And I honestly, and I'm maintaining the same weight like that I was back then. And I find it so effortless now. Whereas yeah. before remember just thinking to myself, why is this so difficult? I know. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy because you've just got to, you've got to do the inner work and really work on it. But once you do, you can really get to this stage of it feeling effortless and just being happy and being content. Yeah, definitely. So for you, when you were transitioning from like going to extremes, over-exercising, under-eating, what were some of the main like mindset shifts that you had to go through in order to then create a sustainable lifestyle in the way that you live now? Yep, sure. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess the biggest thing was getting kind of what I was saying previously. The biggest thing was realizing that less food and more exercise was not better. For some reason, that was just so like engraved in me, and like I worked with a PT, and so we started strength training, and I was doing cardio every single day. And she's like, "Look, we're going to do strength training four days a week. You can do cardio the rest, but you really need to, you know, like knuckle down and not do cardio any more than Mm -hmm. um, I think it was like two or three times, which is like I don't do much more now. Yeah, and I remember. So I would like sneak into the gym and try and do a hit session and like my PT would like catch me. Like oh I'm telling God. you now, I'm embarrassed. Like, but it was so like I was like, no, like I I had to get, you know, I it was so that was your comfort zone. Like it was scary for you to yeah, like trust like, her so and do something different. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. There was a, and so also I started eating more food. So slowly I was just including more food and that whole process was so scary and it just felt so uncomfortable, but I had to be really uncomfortable for around six to eight months and stick with it and just sort of go through the process of you stop I wouldn't say starving myself because like I would eat if I was hungry, but just like eating more food to fuel my body Mm -hmm. and actually to a point where it was like healthy and my body was sustained and all that sort of thing. So I really had to shift the mindset in that. Also, one of the biggest things that I realized is my physical appearance was such a priority in my life. Mm. So I look back and like, I remember holidays. I had this like, you know, the Facebook memories that come up Mm -hmm. and I had a Facebook memory of this holiday that I went with my whole family. It was about three years ago and there was a photo and I had abs. I was (laughs) looking super lean. I looked really good, but I remember that holiday and I don't actually remember a lot of the family time, but I remember waking up every morning, going for a run. I remember it was Easter and I had like no chocolate. Yeah. And I remember all those factors of the holiday and I don't actually remember too much of the family side of things. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, wow, like it was really, I had to do a lot of mind work in realizing that what we look like does not define us. And I had to shift my focus. So something that I did do is I started focusing on strength training. So I started focusing on how much I could lift instead of, you know, what I weighed on the scales. Yes. Yeah. I always say that focusing on what your body can do and focusing on performance is one of the fastest ways to shift out of like just hyper-focusing on on what you look like. Exactly. And I also like during this time, I studied a law degree. I got admitted as a lawyer. I was planning a wedding. I like, I had so much going on. And so I really had to take a step back and realize that because I feel like at that time I would have not I wouldn't have had admitted to anyone that that was my number one priority. I would yeah. have been embarrassed. Sort of. But now looking back like it was and I had to really change that and start focusing on 
on other things and being okay with my body changing, my body adapting and having the trust that, you know, I, I basically had to trust that I knew deep down that I wasn't meant to, you know, beating, be eating such little food and exercising so much. I realized that it was just not okay. And so I had to really trust the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One question yeah. I like to ask God is like, can you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? Like, I don't think anyone is excited about the idea of like eating 1200 calories and doing an hour of cardio every day for the rest of their lives, right? And so that speaks to like what you're doing is not sustainable and it's probably not making your life better in the short term either. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So with that whole like process of kind of becoming aware that you were putting your physique like above other things what was your like what was your dynamic with your family and your loved ones how did that change once you kind of realized like where your priorities were and where you wanted them to go yep sure so it's a sort of it's this odd sort of situation because i've always been a very driven person and anything i do like i'm very type a and everything i do i do it to 100%. so it's almost like that whole process i don't think my family was like that surprised because i was just doing it 100%. Mm-hmm. and so i did notice though like I said, my priorities in regards to putting my physical appearance first and like the holidays and not even remembering the holiday and that sort of side of things. And even stuff like, you know, it would be a Sunday morning and my husband, Tim and me would be in bed and we both get up quite early. He works like a sort of trade sort of job. So he gets up early. And so Sunday morning is usually like our only time together, like that we actually wake up slow, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And and stuff like I would wake up like really early even on a Sunday and be like hey going to gym mm. <laughs> and like that sort of side of things so I guess I just had to like you said I realized that I realized that it wasn't sustainable and I realized that I wasn't giving as much as I wanted to my relationships and even now like I guess my main priority is definitely sort of business focused yeah and so it has taken that back burner, but I've realized how much happier I am now because I now focus on something that I'm so passionate about. That's like, you know, I actually make time for Tim and I actually make time for my friends and I'm putting a lot of effort and work into my business. And it's just like a lot more balanced. And I feel like that I literally just feel so much happier Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I feel like I've also got my priorities straight, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's really common when you first like discover fitness and you first start making progress. Like it's really common to fall head over heels in love with the process and like kind of be a little bit intense about it, like at the beginning. But at some point you have to like do a self check and say like, is this contributing to my life in a positive way overall? Like, is this making my life better? Is this making my life happier? Is this making me more stressed or less stressed? Because ideally fitness should like support everything else that you care about. It shouldn't be like the thing that you care about and you fit everything else around it. Like it's fine to be passionate about it, but don't lose sight of what else matters. And so for like you and I, it's, you know, our business is like our baby. Then we have our loved ones and um, like our social life and things like that. And so fitness, like for me, I made a rule for myself. I'm not going to say no to go out to eat with someone because it doesn't fit my macros or I'm not going to say no to like going and visiting my parents for a holiday because they don't live near a gym or something like that. Like I just, I don't allow it to get in the way anymore. But I think sometimes we do have to take it to the extreme. And like for a lot of people, they had to take it to that extreme when they first fell in love with it in order to realize how valuable balance really is. Exactly. That's so true. Like you kind of, without that extreme, you don't know that it's an extreme. So it kind of, it needed to happen, but I guess it's definitely learning from it and moving forward in a more positive way. Right. Yeah. I mean, both of us really strive to help other people avoid our mistakes, but at the same time, there's also one point where like you kind of have to make mistakes and just learn as you go too. (laughs) 
Let's take a quick break and talk about another important aspect of anyone's fitness journey, and that is the supplements you take. While they aren't necessary in order to see progress, I'm going to be really honest with you guys. If you're on point with your workouts, if you're eating right, and if you're working on your mindset already, they can definitely help. Plus, there are some things that I recommend for everyone, no matter what their goals are, so that you can really support your overall health while chasing those fitness goals because health is absolutely number one most important. And so I swear by PE Science for any and all supplements, and they have been in my corner for years and years now. They've supported me through so many different chapters of my fitness journey and life, so I know that they truly have products for everyone. They've been with me through college volleyball to bikini competitions to powerlifting to hormone balancing and overall wellness. They have really helped me do it all and they just have a super great variety of high quality purity guaranteed products but the ones I use every single day are the Vegan Select Protein, the Women's True Multi, the Symbiont GI Probiotic and Digestive Enzymes, and their Omega-3 Plus Fish Oil. All of these combined are like my little team of supplement superheroes, and they work together to make sure that I continue to feel amazing, support my health, and see progress towards my goals. If you're looking for a protein powder and just something to help you hit your daily protein requirements in a delicious and convenient way, I love their options and the vegan one is great for anyone who avoids dairy or just wants a more natural route. It's made from a blend of pea and brown rice protein and sweetened with stevia so you can really feel good about taking it and even having multiple scoops a day if you want to. The best part, though, about PE Science as a whole is that they take product quality and efficacy super, super seriously. Like everything is backed by science, clinically dosed and tested for purity before it even makes it to you. And they're one of the few truly trustworthy and honest companies in the industry. So that's one of many reasons why I'm so proud to be a part of their family and proud to be partnering with them for this episode. If you want to check out all of the products PE Science has to offer and grab some of my favorites, head to PEScience.com to start shopping and be sure to enter code Marie at checkout to save 15% on your entire order. Again, that's P-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E.com and the 15% off code is Marie. Thank you again to PE Science for being this week's podcast sponsor. Now let's get back to the interview. So with your training, how has it changed like when you were initially really trying to rebalance your hormones and get healthy again? Like how did you work out then versus now that you're like super balanced and you're kind of just in like fitness cruise control, I guess? Yeah, yep, sure. So I guess previously I was doing like hit cardio probably six days a week. Like Gosh. Very but yeah. it was also I, I tricked myself because you know the hit cardio I'd be using weights so I was like oh you know it's strength and it <laughs> really cardio yeah <laughs> um, so high intensity cardio that was mostly thing and also at this time I was also working in the law firm I was doing my PLT so that's like another degree on top so I had a really stressful life like life during the day. And then I'd also, my workout was very stressful. So you could imagine the amount of stress hormones going on in my body, which probably lot of my issues. So my workout was just always very intense. I always wanted to sweat and that sort of thing. So how that changed, like I said, I got into strength training. So I actually stopped cardio altogether for a while. And then I got into strength training. I focused on lifting heavier. So that, you know, meant I had to eat more food and that sort of thing. And then basically now I've kind of gone in the middle where I do strength half the week and then I will chuck in there like a couple of hit sessions or like a circuit sort of I go to this place called fit stop and it's kind of like a team training I really enjoy the team environment to push you and it's just like a bit fun Mm -hmm. so it's probably like more cardio based but it's really fun so and something I did notice like in the class I would definitely call myself like a fit person but like I'm never at like the front or like, you know, the fastest person because I don't want to finish my workout and feel like I can't do anything for the rest of the day. I want to finish my workout and feel happy from the endorphins and, you know, like alive. Right. So I've really established that 
what I want for my workout is to feel good, to obviously feel happy and just to feel like I've moved my body, not like I've killed myself, which previously it was like I was like competing with everyone. I was like, you know, like it was really intense. So I sort of had to make that mind shift and be okay with not being the fastest person, not living, um, lifting the heaviest weight and really just like listening to my body and saying, Hey, what's going to make me feel good today, but what's going to leave me with enough energy to make sure I can concentrate and focus and feel good. Right. That is such a big mindset shift that I had to go through too of like, I don't have to be the best. I don't have to leave every workout feeling like I am dead. Like I really glorified and strived to leave the gym feeling like I couldn't walk or that I like couldn't lift my arms up to drive home or whatever. Like I just prided myself in leaving every single ounce of like strength and energy in the gym and like going home exhausted. But first of all, that's like, again, prioritizing fitness over everything else. Because if you go home and you're exhausted, like what do you have left to give to your family or your friends or your business or your career or whatever? If you like leave it all at the gym and second of all, again, that's like so stressful for your body, even though working out is good for you. Like if you already live a stressful life and let's face it, most people do, then just absolutely killing yourself in the gym is only going to add to that. And it's like kind of a recipe for hormonal disaster. And so I had to really reprogram myself too. Well, it's so funny because I, I remember this sort of mindset clicked when I had gone on holidays. Um, I think it was after my honeymoon. And previous to my wedding, I remember my PT saying, I want you to like stop doing cardio. You can do a little bit of strength, but do yoga, like do really like soothing exercises. Mm -hmm. And that was like a struggle for me, but I did. And just so like I felt really good on the day. And so like I wasn't inflamed or, you know, anything like that. And then we went on holidays and I didn't work out too much. And I got back and my PT and and everyone else was like, oh my God, like you look amazing. Yeah. Like <laughs> funny when you realize that it's not always the best thing to constantly go in there and absolutely like kill yourself. Like your body needs other things, especially if you live a stressful life. For sure. Life. Yeah. People are always surprised that I only lift weights like three days a week. And I'm like, yeah, guys, I've like, I'm stressed all the time. <laughs> I walk my dog, I ride horses, <laughs> like I do other things. And so I can't yeah. like, I can't make that my number one priority and I can't add more and more stress to an already stressful life. So learning to like surrender and do stuff at not a hundred percent is such a process for people that are like overachievers or former athletes. Like I used to play college volleyball. And so I was taught like leave everything on the court, like give your all for your team, for the game. Like you should have nothing left. You know what I mean? And so that was like a huge shift. And I also used to be in the mindset of if I'm not the best at something, what's the point? (laughs) And I think that that is like super, that's like a huge trap because then like everything's a competition, everything is stressful and you can never do stuff like just for fun or just because it's good for you or just because you want to. Like that's, it just makes everything stressful (laughs) because you want to be the best. Exactly. And you know what else? Like just one more point on that is I realized because me personally, I was never that sporty. I I was always, my workouts were all to do with looking a certain way. And I realized that like how I look now with like, you know, putting, doing half the workouts, putting in half the effort and really just focusing on happiness and health. I Mm -hmm. look better than previously when I would absolutely kill my body and like do the hardest workout. So it's like, it's not always a direct coloration, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) between, you know, your workout and how you look, which I think is something that people think. I mean, when you're in that mindset of like, I just need to push harder, do more, work harder, all of those things, you're kind of in the mode of like working against your body and like trying to force it to do things and like do whatever you want it to do. Whereas kind of where we're coming from now is like, I want to work with my body. I want to give it all of like the, the tools and the fuel and the stimulus that it needs to like be healthy. And then looking healthy is like a byproduct of that instead of forcing it. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. And okay, so you really incorporate like so much into your work, your platform and what you stand for. And the other day you posted a caption that basically explained like how we create our own realities. And I think that that concept is super empowering, especially when we're in a place where we're like struggling with body image or struggling with our relationship with food. And we often just like really get hung up on the physical parts of change. So what has your experience been with like shifting your your mindset and what are some things that you do on a day-to-day basis to like stay mindful and keep a healthy balanced perspective on everything yep sure so the biggest sort of mental change that I have made probably in the last year I was sort of reflecting the other day and that is including in my morning practice this practice of basically I will give you the rundown. (laughs) So I start the day, I wake up, I go to gym, I come home. And before I actually start my workday, I sit down and this is only like a 10 minute practice. And I write down my goals. So at the start of probably every six months, I do this whole goal process. And so I have these goals that I am working towards and they're very specific. And I find writing them down really helps me like be clear and focused for that day. Um, So I write down my goals. I then write down affirmations. And these are things that really speak to me and maybe, you know, stuff I'm working on, they do change like a lot. But like at the moment, one of my favorite affirmations that I say and write down is no one is, no one is me and that Mm -hmm. is my power. And for me, that really like speaks to me. So it straight away puts me in this like higher uh, vibration and I feel more confident. I feel better. So like making that mind shift. And then I also have a practice of writing a gratitude list where I write three things that I am so grateful for. Sometimes I write them in the way of, you know, I already have them or sometimes they're things that maybe goals or something I want, but I write them like Mm -hmm. I already have them. And so basically I find I also have started doing a five-minute meditation on the Headspace app, which has been really good. And so basically I find just taking like 10 to 15 minutes out of your day. And I this is like my sort of yeah. self-love time. And giving myself some time and these sort of practices, I think you've really got to find what works for you. But these practices for me also just they just put me in such a good mindset and I can find, I find if I'm having like a crappy morning or, you know, I'm just feeling a bit like blah, a bit negative and then I do something like this, it's such a good mindset shift and I find that I'm so much more mindful the whole entire day. Yeah. I mean, you can even incorporate that like any time of day. Of course, it's ideal to do it first thing, like really set the tone, set yourself up for a successful day. But like, I find that on days that I skip it, if I'm like in a funk later on, I can still go back to it and you can literally turn your day around and like create a new reality at any point of the day, even if you're about to go to bed in 10 minutes, like you can still do something like that and change the tone and change like your energy to close out the day. Like it's never, I always say it's never too late to start over. Exactly. Like the other day I kind of, that that exact happened and I missed that time and I was so busy and everything was happening and it was around, you know, one in the afternoon and I realized. And so I did it. I actually did, you know, a five minute meditation and after I, it just, yeah, it put me on this high vibration and I was like, wow. (laughs) It's like, it's almost like you've really got to sort of train yourself and get into a habit because it really is easy to dismiss these things as, oh, I don't need to do them or I don't have time. But once you do them, like you said, you can literally change your day. You can turn your day around and it's so simple. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other beliefs that you like to like feed yourself with? So no one is you and that is your power. Like what are some other things that you really focus on when you're like, man, manifesting, doing your gratitude or doing your affirmations? Like what areas do you really want to grow and reaffirm in a positive way? Okay. Yeah. Great. So something that I touched on previously is my health journey and my relationship with food and my body used to be such a struggle and it was very dominant and it was always kind of a negative thing in my life because I was never fully happy Mm -hmm. and satisfied. And 
So something that I really tell myself, I actually have this on my vision board that sits above my desk. I'm looking at it right now. And it's like, it's just a simple thing. And it's like, I am happy. I'm sorry. I am healthy and I'm filled with energy. Being healthy comes effortless to me. And so like, when I say that, it's just, it's almost like a reminder because like you said, I do feel like my health and how I eat and how I train and everything now is effortless, but it's almost like I need to reinstate that to myself. So that's something I affirm to myself. Another thing I sort of talk about, and I talk about a lot of this in my podcast, but really something that I've been noticing uh, with myself and other people is I've been really trying to step into my power. And this has come from, I, you know, I had this big career change and a lot of pivoting. And I think I, I doubted myself a lot previously and I was always worried what other people would think and that sort of side of things. So something that I do have up on my vision board and something I will often say to myself is like, you know, like I said, but knowing you isn't that as your power, but also like step into your power. Like everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm create, creating, like this is my power kind of like, I guess it's like a yeah. pet talk to yourself. No, it really is. Like you <laughs> have to be your biggest hype girl. You have to be like your biggest fan. You have to feed your mind with like positivity because if you're relying on someone else to do it, like it's not going to be consistent. You have to be the one to like step up for yourself. And then like one other one, the last one that I probably really do is I noticed last year I would let things, so if something happened, I would sort of let it control my day or even week and, you know, really get me down or I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, this has happened. I'm really stressed. I'm overwhelmed. And so something that I'm really trying to do this year is realizing mind Mm -hmm. over matter. And so when, you know, you're thrown a curveball or something happens, just being like, okay, that's fine. How I, how am I going to move forward? And sort of not getting caught up in it and realizing that I do have the power and I do have the control over my reality. So like, how am I going to move forward in a more positive manner and, you know, make it different or solve this right. problem? Like you can't always control the event that occurs, but you can always control your reaction and therefore like control the outcome. And so you just need to like live into that and control your reaction, control your thoughts. And that changes the reality. Like it, it sounds really simple, but it is, it's really difficult to get into that as like your general kind of mode. And so what, like, do you have any cues or do you have any tips for how to like, just be more like growth minded and look for opportunities in negative situations? Um, I guess it's kind of like anything in regards of I've realized that now it's more of a habit for me, but like anything. So for example, with those mindful practices that I was talking about previously, now I just do them. But previous to that, I would literally have to set myself an alarm. And so it's kind of you may have to do certain things before it becomes a habit. But yeah, like for example, like I would set an alarm and alarm would go off and then I would do Mm -hmm. my affirmations and goals and that sort of side of things. So it doesn't always feel natural, but I find if you want to achieve like something, like you have to make it a habit. So doing stuff like that. Also, I find that just I started changing a lot of things in regards to like I started listening to more positive podcasts and making, you know, I have a positive playlist and like just making your environment, the people you speak to, like everything, you can sort of change um, everything. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's so okay if it doesn't come naturally at the beginning. It's all about creating structure to support like what you want to happen. So like you said, setting an alarm or for me, I keep like my gratitude journal where I eat breakfast so that like as soon as I finish my breakfast, it's right there and it's like easy to make the right decision. You know, like if you're trying to have healthier eating habits, you probably shouldn't buy like five bags of potato chips at the grocery store because you're making the right decision really hard. And it's like the same thing with mindset. If you're 
feeding your brain like negative stuff, it's going to be really hard to change into a positive person. And like, just like you said, create the structure, set alarms. I even have like affirmation alarms on my phone. So I have alarms that go off like three times a day with words that I want to embody with like fun emojis and stuff. And so throughout the day, that's my reminder of like, hey, do you need to like check yourself? Do you need to reset your current state? Like, where are you at? And so even after you've been through this like, you know, personal development journey for a while, it you still need a tune up and like you still need those reminders. So it's like no one should ever be embarrassed of like needing to kind of tune up and give themselves a refresher, give themselves structure. Yeah, no way at all. And like, yeah, like you said, I always find, you know, sometimes I'll slip out of my practices even now and just realizing that getting straight back into it and like, that's fine. We're only human. Mm -hmm. And that's just giving yourself compassion. Like, I mean, that ties into pretty much everything that we've talked about as far as like giving yourself compassionate, not being the best at everything, giving yourself compassion and not having the perfect body or like giving your body the compassion to heal, giving yourself compassion to accept yourself and work on your mindset and let it be a process and not being so freaking hard on yourself. Exactly. And that's like, that was like one of the biggest changes and mindset shifts that I had to make in regards to my health journey is realizing that and just saying, look, it's okay not to be perfect and you are only human and just, yeah, give yourself that compassion. Mm -hmm. As long as you are like trying and you're putting, you know, one step, one foot in front of the, uh, each other, like it's fine. It's totally fine. Right. And as long as you're coming from the right place, that was one thing you said at the beginning that like getting your mindset right and having the right intentions behind why you're doing what you're doing will really serve you as well. So I wanted to ask and like circle back to that is what type of process or what type of resources do you think people should look to when they're like, okay, I think I want to get healthy. I think I want to start a fitness journey, but like, I don't know if I'm doing it for the right reasons or I don't know how to support myself mentally. Where should they look first? I guess I personally would do more of the inner work. So I would think I like to... I don't know. I would think like, ask yourself, why are you wanting to go on this fitness journey? Is it just to look a certain way? And then also ask yourself, why do you think you should look this certain way? Mm -hmm. So it's almost digging a bit deeper, like think to yourself, is it because all you follow on Instagram is really skinny models and you think that is like normal? Or, you know, is it because you feel like uncomfortable in your own skin because you're not confident. And I don't know, I feel like for me mentally, there was always kind of an underlying issue that I never addressed and I could never keep the weight off. Like I would always lose it and then gain it again. And it wasn't until I did the inner work. And for a big, like a big thing for me was learning self-love and compassion Mm -hmm. because I just didn't do any of that work um, at all. And so I had to really, because I, to be completely honest, like I didn't like myself. I really did not like myself. And that's why I was trying so hard to change. Mm -hmm. And I had to really like dig deep and be like, why don't you like yourself? And I had to, it's so funny. The other day I was just like caught myself in the mirror as I was walking to the bathroom and something that I used to hate is my legs. And that's because I'm quite short. I'm only 167, 160 centimeters and I am quite stocky. And I've always hate, like I previously always hated my legs because, you know, they weren't long and yeah, thin like a model. I can relate to that. And yeah. And I, I remember like literally hating my legs Mm -hmm. and like I looked and I literally said to myself in the mirror (laughs) this is kind of funny I literally said to myself in the mirror like oh my god like I love my legs yeah like they're they're my legs and also like they are so strong they get me to places like I'm so proud of them and it was kind of a bit shocking to me because I I realized how different my mental state used to be previously. Mm -hmm. It's such a big shift going from seeing your body as like your identity and attaching your worth to your body versus seeing your body as just like your physical shell and like a 
a tool for you to like experience life. Like my body gets me places. My body like is strong enough to withstand this. My body lets me hug people like appreciating it for the experiences it affords you versus like the way it looks is one of the biggest shifts that you make when you like develop better body image and more self-love. Exactly. So kind of like zero in, I guess uh, the biggest thing when you're on your fitness journey, I think you really need to from the start is like, I personally call that like diet culture mm-hmm. where you think you should have skinny legs and you think you should look a certain way and really sort of like make sure that you understand why you're, you know, going on this journey and make sure it's not for the right reasons. And also realize that like, do you want the thing that you try and do? Do you want it to be a quick fix that is, you know, a diet that is not sustainable and that, you know, you rebound and you feel disconnected from your body? Or do you want to start something and live like that for the rest of your life and love the relationship with food and love your body? Like you can make those decisions right at the start. You don't have to go through the crap that me and Marie mm-hmm. went through. Preach. You can make that right <laughs> right at the start and that purely is such a mental game and I don't think a lot of people realize that at all so yeah that's kind of what I would go to first mm-hmm. I just I really don't think you can go wrong as long as you're coming from a place of love like you want to nurture your body you want to take the best care of yourself possible as long as you're always like returning to that and like making decisions from a place of love like you're already so much farther ahead of the where you and I started exactly honestly like as honestly as soon as I switched from a place of love to my body and for me it was kind of I had to because I got this whole host of health issues and I realized how much love my body needed and so I kind of had to but if you come from a place of love from the start oh I just couldn't imagine like how much easier this whole process. I know. Yeah. I experienced the same thing where I was just like kind of forced. Like I, I I could not train. I could not eat my normal foods. Like I, everything was felt like it was working against me. And then I had to give myself space to heal and like start over. And like you said, like if you work with your body instead of against it, like, wow, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. It will be easier. You will feel better. It will be sustainable. Like, honestly, I just couldn't see, like, I guess I can see it now, but I am just like, you need to do this from the start. Mm -hmm. And that's why both of us are so passionate about everything that we talk about, even though it's not like the sexiest, shiniest, most exciting thing that we could talk about. Like, I know, I mean, we can't all be Kim Kardashian with her appetite suppressing lollipops. Like some of us have to... (laughs) Have to like, you know, be in integrity, but no shade. (laughs) No shade at all. No, I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like we have already covered so much stuff. Time has flown by, but I have one final question for you. I ask all my guests this because this is a Grind and Be Grateful podcast. We have to know what is one major goal that you're currently grinding for and what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for? Okay. Okay. So what I'm grateful for this week is I was telling Marie, so last week I launched my podcast. Yeah. And I just am so grateful because like we were talking about, like our message, it's definitely not the shiniest and it's not the sexiest and it's not clickbaity. And so mm-hmm. my podcast is very much in that regards and it's, you know, no BS health talks and it's really sort of mind over matter and talking about really important conversations. But like you said, they're not the shiniest, they're not the sexiest. And so I really thought it would take some time before people like actually got on board but it's seemingly like is just getting embraced and so many girls are loving the conversations and that just makes me so happy because I'm like I have found my people like I've found my tribe yeah I just feel so grateful that I'm surrounded by like-minded women who are interested in the same things who like are over the bs and are just ready to have those really important conversations so I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for that I just like yeah I'm over the moon right now with that something I know 
<laughs> something that I am grinding towards. Mm, okay. Probably I'm going to give your audience a little sneak peek here. So Ooh. I'm actually about to launch a company that uh, I've got to be a bit coy with this, but I'm about to launch a company. And this is something that I have been working with my brother uh, for pretty much a year, just under a year. And it's something so exciting and we're just about to launch, but there's a lot of things happening. So that is just something that I am grinding on, like just spending all my time on that. As yeah. Well so that's really exciting. That will be in the next couple of months, but I'm grinding on that at the moment. Cool. Well, I cannot wait to see what all of that is all about. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be awesome, but I do have to agree with you with like the podcast thing. I feel like my listeners are my true tribe. Like they're my people. It's wild that, you know, at this point, whoever's still listening, like you've been listening to us talk for like an hour and you're still here. And that's so cool. Like you chose to hang out with Georgie and I for a whole hour. And that's, that's like always mind blowing. I will never take that for granted. No, exactly. Like that feeling. I just like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't even. <laughs> I just can't even. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We just shared so much stuff. Everyone now, if they didn't know you before, they know you and I'm sure they love you. So where can they find you and just get more of Georgie? Sure, sure. So my Instagram, that's mostly where I hang out is just Georgie Stevenson. I also have a YouTube channel, which is Georgie Stevenson. My website is Georgie Stevenson. And um, my podcast is the Rise and Conquer podcast. So that's probably my main things. If you want to come say hi, hang out with me in my channel. (laughs) definitely guys go show Georgie some love tell her thank you for everything she shared with us and for her time on the show but that is going to be it for this week's episode and I will talk to you guys again soon before you go I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the grind and be grateful podcast today I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today it would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it whether it's texting it to your friend linking it on Twitter or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story it is all super appreciated and please leave a short review on iTunes if you're enjoying it tell me what you think let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you so your feedback matters plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind to be grateful my friends Bye.